This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday on the show. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, delighted, absolutely delighted to have you. Now, don't forget, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and you can get all the show notes the links, all the stuff I'm talking about. And boy, do we have some stuff we need to talk about. Uh, panic continuing to set in among the Democratic Party. It's it's actually, I got to acknowledge, somewhat hilarious to watch. I want to play for you this audio. This is uh, Jamie Raskin. It's an, This is part of an interview with Jake Tapper on CNN where he plays first the Nancy Pelosi conversation with Anderson Cooper that I played where Nancy Pelosi is asked if she supports Kamala Harris as vice president, and she never just says yes. And so Tapper wants to ask Jamie Raskin, a Democratic congressman who's running for the Senate, uh, about this. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. Do you think Vice President Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? And what do you make of Speaker Pelosi's answer there? I mean, there didn't seem to be anything wrong uh, with that answer. Obviously, um, President Biden, Vice President Harris, Speaker Pelosi, for that matter, all of us have been laboring under just a deluge of propaganda, disinformation, and criticism by the MAGA right. Uh, This is a rule or ruin faction, which takes the position that if they're not going to be able to control the direction of government, they are going to throw grease in the gears to try to shut everything down. And what we're all dealing with right now is this impending September 30th deadline because the MAGA right wants to shut down the government. You are doing what Speaker Pelosi did, which is not answering the question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Is it, well, obviously, she, she gave the right answer. That's President Biden's choice, and I think she's an excellent running mate uh, for President Biden. Um, you know, I don't know what more needs to be said about that. Obviously, people um, are still trying to like, oh you know, throw presidential yes. politics um, into turmoil, but um, President Biden and Vice President Harris are running on an excellent <laughs> record. Uh, $1.2 trillion investment in infrastructure, the Inflation Reduction Act, record investment in climate action. We've reduced prescription drug prices. And so there's a very strong policy record 
to run on there. And I want to resist the tendency to try to trivialize all politics by making it just about personalities. It's, it's not a, no one's making it about personalities. I mean, like, it's just a simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? You've said she's excellent. That's farther than Speaker Pelosi went. But do you think she's the best? I'm not trying to throw anything into turmoil. I, I actually think it's a pretty simple question. Do you think Kamala Harris is the best running mate for President Biden? Yes or no? I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than she you can would say be yes. an excellent running mate. And an ex <laughs> wow, this is unbelievable. Wow. I mean, and the guy is like laughing, like, I'm not going to say Excellent yes. Vice President, um, I don't know whether President Biden has named his uh, running mate. We're going to a convention uh, next summer. It's wait, 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 now we just dug the hole. Wait, I don't know if President Biden has named his running mate. Uh, uh, you know, a year away from now. Um, and we're going to go through that process. So, I mean, the, um, you say, I don't know why you can say the answer is you could say yes. You could say yes. I think Kamala Harris is the best vice president and the best running mate for President Biden. That, that, that's the, the answer you could be giving right now. Yes, she is. So I've not seen any public opinion polling. Uh <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Oh my gosh, the, the, this is brutal. Now, all of this plays into other problems. Uh, the Reuters Ipsos poll is out and it's doomed for Democrats. If you believe the polling, you shouldn't believe the polling, but it is indicative of where the other polls have gone. Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden in the Real Clear Politics polling average, or at least he did a short time yesterday. U.S. President Joe Biden's chances of reelection are being jeopardized by voters' concerns over his age, the economy, and crime, according to a Reuters Ipsos poll created an opportunity for Donald Trump to return to the White House. The opinion poll found Democrat Biden 80 tied in a hypothetical November 2024 election against Trump, age 77. The former president, who's the front runner for the uh, Republican nomination, both received 39% of the vote and one in five voters is undecided. Democrats have strong advantages on abortion rights while Republicans take an edge on crime. Worrisome for Biden, Trump holds a small advantage in the seven states where 2020 was the closest. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, and Michigan. In those states, it's 41 Trump, 35 Biden, 24% undecided. Now, problem for Donald Trump is how does he get people back to him? Biden has a billion dollars in the bank and hasn't started spending it. Donald Trump has $6 million with an M in the bank and can't spend it because he's got to pay lawyers. So Biden has a money advantage to persuade that 20 to 25% of the undecided electorate to not go back to Trump. Um, we'll see. Again, if the GOP flipped the script and put someone else up there, uh, the Republicans suddenly have a real barnstorming advantage across the nation against Biden and the Democrats because Biden doesn't seem to be going anywhere and the Democrats can't seem to be getting him out of the picture. David Von Dradel, who is a liberal columnist at the Washington Post and the deputy opinion page editor, has this opinion piece, Democrats are crazy to insist only Biden can beat Trump. 
In a nation where 50-50 debate is the defining rule of politics, a huge majority of voters, nearly 8 out of 10, agree on this. At 80, President Biden is too old to seek a second term. This is not a whimsical or ageist belief. According to Social Security Administration actuarial data, the majority of American men who are Biden's age are in their final decade of life with the average of about seven and a half years of life remaining. I wish the president well and hope he has many healthy, happy years ahead, but a second term would take him to age 86, 12 years past the average life expectancy of an American male born in 2020. Why on earth would a political party, supposedly in the business of channeling the views of the people, take tack de- determinedly into the face of such widespread and well-founded opposition. It's certainly not because Biden is extremely popular. The venerable measure of presidential job approval maintained by the Gallup organization has consistently shown Biden bumping along in the vicinity of 40% for most of his term, and it's not because he's a great campaigner. The election of 2020 was Biden's third attempt to win the presidency. It was no more successful than the first two until he was rescued from defeat by party leaders alarmed at the suicidal prospect of Bernie Sanders as nominee. Oof. It keeps getting worse. He's had a terrible week of press. And then there's CNN. Two major threats to President Biden's re-election, his son Hunter's legal problems and the widely held perception the 80-year-old is too old for re-election are both causing him major pain this week. I can stop here and just look at my camera and talk into the microphone and say a couple of things to Democrats. Democrats won. The media is not carrying a coordinated talking point by the GOP that Joe Biden is too old for president. The media believes it's polling. And the polling shows Americans are concerned with Joe Biden's age. Most Americans don't like Joe Biden's handling of the economy. And they think he's too old to be president. You can say that they have bought into Republican meme casting of Joe Biden wandering off stage and stumbling and and making no sense with his statements, but they bought it and you haven't pushed back effectively on it. Screaming at reporters upset that they're reporting on Joe Biden's age, you might as well be peeing into the wind. All you're going to do is get wet on this one. It's a relevant issue for voters. And you putting your fingers in your ear going, nah, 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 la, 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 can't hear you, can't hear it. It doesn't matter because it matters to the voters. And you've got to win the voters to win the election. And the voters think he's too old. And they don't like his handling of the economy. He's not popular. He is tied with Donald Trump. Joe Biden has higher popularity in the polling than Donald Trump, and he's tied with Donald Trump in the polls. That should tell you everything you need to know, Democrats. Number two, Democrats, number two. If you change your candidate, you might just force the GOP to change their candidate, so long as you don't pick Kamala Harris. If you pick Kamala Harris, Donald Trump wins handily. 
Donald Trump, if the election were held tomorrow between him and Kamala Harris, according to the polling average, would win by four points. Right now, he's tied with Joe Biden. Well, he's up five-tenths of a point. If you want to beat Donald Trump in 2020, you had to go with Joe Biden as the Democrat who Americans could tolerate the non-Bernie Sanders. If you want to beat Donald Trump in 2024, you probably need a new candidate. And in getting a new candidate, you might actually persuade the Republicans that they too could get a new candidate and you've successfully stopped Donald Trump. At this point, keeping Joe Biden as your nominee might just hand the race to Donald Trump. So the question is, do you want to stop Donald Trump or do you want to win? Do you want to lose? Do you want to stop Donald Trump? Now, there's a reason I say, do you want to stop Donald Trump or do you want to win? Because there's also another reality, Democrats. Joe Biden might be the only guy who can keep your party together right now. You have wings between the liberal wing and the progressive wing, and they're not the same. Republicans tend to think of liberals and progressives as the same, but they're really not within the Democratic Party. Within the Democratic Party, you have the unwoke Democrats who are liberal and the woke Democrats who are progressive. And most Americans are with the liberals and not the progressives. They're with the unwoke Democrats. In primary after primary, those more reasonable-minded liberals who aren't down with the trans agenda and the pronoun games and, and garbage like that, they're actually doing better. The ones who aren't socialists are doing better. Joe Biden bridges the gap between the two. You get rid of Joe Biden, you might actually finally annihilate Donald Trump by forcing the GOP to come up with something different. But you hold on to Joe Biden to preserve your party. So which is it? Do you want to beat Donald Trump? If so, you need to move Joe Biden out of the way. Or do you want a probable chance of winning? Because if you want a probable chance of winning, well... Joe Biden probably is the only guy who can keep your party together, but the problem there is that he's not winning right now. He's not even ahead of Donald Trump right now. Joe Biden loses to every single Republican. The further away from Trump you go, the bigger the margin is. He loses to Nikki Haley by nine points. He loses to Ron DeSantis by three points. He loses to Donald Trump by half a point. Democrats? This is somewhat funny to watch. The voters don't like your nominee. The voters don't like your candidate. They think he's too old, and the best you can do is scream at reporters for daring to take what you claim is a Republican talking point as opposed to just looking at the American public. They think your guy's too old and bad at the economy. And more and more Americans are thinking, you know what? Trump's economy was pretty good even if we didn't like him. We didn't have all these strikes. We didn't have this massive unemployment. That was because of COVID, not because of him. We didn't have this cost of living problem, and we didn't have the inflation problem when Donald Trump was president. The longer Joe Biden's around, the more likely it is. Voters might say, yeah, things really weren't that bad under Donald Trump. Democrats, you're going to have to decide. What are you going to do? Republicans, you also have to keep in mind every other candidate that Joe Biden is pitted against on the GOP he decisively loses to. With Trump, he's basically tied five-tenths of a point between them. you got to decide, too. If the Democrats go first, that's going to help them. If you go first, that's going to help you. The consensus of Americans is they don't want either of these guys to be president. But right now, 
they might just take Donald Trump if the economy keeps going worse. Oh, don't look now. The UAW, UAW just went on strike. That's going to have consequences. Greetings. Those of you on the phones, stay with me. I will come to your phone calls. We've got a short segment here. I ran long in the last segment. Feedback is out. Your employers are no longer going to give you feedback, according to the Wall Street Journal. Instead, they're going to give you feed forward. <laughs> no, 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 no. They've decided, you precious Gen Zers, you get intimidated by the word feedback. When your boss gives you feedback, it stresses you out. So they're going to change the name and they're going to give you feed forward. I swear to you, Ken Charles, if you're listening right now, if you tell me you're giving me feed forward instead of feedback, it's going to go badly. I, I No, 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 no. This this whole absurd thing. Or or they're going to give you performance. Oh, what was it? Performance incentive conversation. That's the phrase. Performance incentive conversations. P-I-Cs. They're going to give you that so that you can be feed forward, so that you don't get intimidated by having feedback. You know what's going to happen is you're going to get intimidated by the feed forward and the performance incentive. This is just garbage. Oh, my gosh, the talking points that, that people in the Fortune 500 use. It's just absurd. No feedback, but feed forward. Stupidity runs amok. And you see stupidity running amok, even in the financial markets, as, as they're deciding whether or not to uh, think inflation might be going down or not. The market's right now down almost 300 points. And with all the turmoil out there, you might want to consider precious metals as part of your portfolio. Swiss America can help you. And right now, they got a great way to get you involved and to get you into precious metals. The Walking Liberty Half Dollar. Amazing low price, $13.50 each delivered, limited 250 coins per customer. All you got to do is call them or text them 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Message data rates apply. You just text them or call them and the word is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. If you text them, just text them my name, Eric. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You can get the Walking Liberty half dollar, $13.50. It is a silver coin. I've got one. They are great. Beautiful coins. You can also get their report on the war on cash between corporations and the government trying to get you to use plastic to control you. Call them, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. All right, y'all, I'm sorry. I want to get to your phone calls here, 877-973-7425. But I'm still, I'm laughing about this story in the Wall Street Journal. Feedback is on the way out. Many companies, executive coaches, and HR professionals are looking to erase the anxiety-inducing word from the corporate lexicon and are proposing a more constructive word, feed forward. Feedback too often leaves workers feeling defeated, weighed down by past actions instead of considering the next step ahead, but feed forward encourages improvement and development. Oh my gosh, really, they think just, just changing the word. Companies are also banishing the word review, which they're replacing with connect sessions. They're just, I mean, they're changing the word. Oh, if we change the word, it'll make people feel good that the boss is showing up to tell them they suck. 
my gosh. All right, this reminds me. I, 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 let me just, just tell you this before I take a call. So when I was on city council, the worst job in the world, there was a there was a pastor on city council. He'd been there for a very long time. God rest his soul, Charles Jones. And Charles Jones was Chat GPT before Chat GPT was a thing with a corporate speak algorithm put in. That man, any proposal you came up with, he would have time at the microphone. It, it didn't matter what you were talking about. Charles Jones was going to speak. And he would get the microphone and you knew what he was going to say. I can give you a Charles Jones speech. I support or oppose the resolution because we must take a holistic approach to the systemic inequities within the system for our children because we must bring the children together for the future of the community and teach them how to holistically integrate the parts of our community together for a greater approach to the path towards the future of our community synthesizing together and comprehending each other in tone and tenor for the future. It, it, it really, I mean, every speech was like that. And, and he was the, this older uh, preacher, African-American congregation, and, and he would get to the rhythm and the cadence. The longer he speaked, the more the corporate buzzwords flowed. If he didn't say holistic three times in a speech, you would fall over dead. Out of shock that he didn't do it. It was, it was the funny. I mean, the corporate he speak, and it's like none of it made sense. None of it does make sense. This was the other day I told you about the um, – uh, there was a story I talked about the other day about a corporate speak and how corporations, employees want authenticity from their corporate heads and, and they want authenticity from uh, the CEOs and stuff instead of the, the gobbledygook speeches with the words like systemic and holistic and, and inte- integration and things like that. And that dude could not make a speech without uh, – I, I never wanted to listen to one of his sermons. I, I would never have wanted to because, I mean – Listen to his holistic take on on the Jesus theology of the Old Testament integrated into the future planet for the children would have been too much for me. But (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of America, particularly if you're a C-suiter, if you're in the C-suite, if you're in a management position, it's not the words you use that matters. It's how you use the words that matter. Are the words you use designed to elevate, uplift, inspire and promote good positive change in an employee's life so that they're a better employee or you're, are you just biting, cutting, rude and nasty? If you're authentic and speak to them as a person as opposed to an automaton, they're going to respect you more. It's it's that simple. It's not the phrase you use. It's how you use the phrase. It's not the tool that you use. It's how you use the tool that matters. And, and when you have corporate buzzword training coaches telling you change the word. No, fire that person, fire that person. It's like Margaret Thatcher. One of my favorite comments, uh, one of my favorite, favorite remarks for Margaret Thatcher ever. Was, <laughs> I, I had to tell my agent this one time. I might just say, you know, we need to think out of the box on something. This is literally my favorite. It's the most underrated Margaret Thatcher quote ever. When you hear someone say, think outside the box, Shoot them. (laughs) 
I love it. I, I, I absolutely love that line. When you hear someone say, think outside the box, shoot them. <laughs> That's kind of the way I think all this corporate speak stuff. Okay. All right. We need to go to the phones now. 877-973-7425. Arthur, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Eric, I uh, hope everything's good. I got an idea. How about we take, how about we drill oil in Anwar and put it in the strategic oil reserve. Look, that makes brilliant sense, but you would have to get companies up there to invest, and Biden won't let them. Honestly, no kidding. Uh, what Arthur's saying here, Arthur, it makes a ton of sense. Now, except there is this, and, and this just popped into my head. You know, so there is sweet crude and sulfurous crude. Um, we put into the strategic petroleum reserve the sulfurous crude, or the bitter crude, they call it sometimes. So now what's the difference? So sweet crude has less sulfur content in it. And the oil that comes out of Anwar does not have a lot of sulfur in it. That means that it's easier to refine. You can take sweet crude from multiple points. You can take West Texas crude. You can take Saudi crude. You can take Alaskan crude. And you can put them together in a refinery and blend them and process them at the same time because they're considered sweet crude. They have low sulfur content. If you take bitter crude or sulfurous crude uh, that we put into Strategic Petroleum Reserve, you can't process that at the same time as other types of crude. So if you bring in oil from Saudi Arabia, West Texas crude, Alaskan crude, and you have the bitter crude, you have to shut down the refining process. They don't blend at the same time. That's the problem. It sounds like a great idea. But we want sweet crude to go into the market as quickly as possible because it's refined in, in I want to say, like, not quite half the time, but you can refine it way faster than, than the sulfurous bitter crude. So we stick the sulfurous bitter crude in the strategic petroleum reserve, and we hold that because that's hard times crude where it takes a lot of work to get the good oil out of it and the gas and all, but it's doable. It just slows down the refining process. So that's why we don't, but we still should be pulling the oil out of Anwar. 877-973-7425, this open line Friday. Cheryl, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, I wanted to ask you how or when or what process needs to happen for a ruling by a federal judge to affect the whole nation. For example, yesterday, a federal judge in California issued a preliminary injunction blocking a California school district's policy which required teachers to get the permission from a transgender student to disclose their chosen identity names and pronouns with their parents. The policy forced the teachers to use the student's preferred name and pronouns and gender identity at school, but then revert back to their biological names and sex when communicating with their parents. There's been other federal-type rulings. Um, So I'm just wondering what has to happen for a federal judge's ruling to now impact the whole country. That's a great question. And uh, so, Cheryl, I knew you were going to ask me about this, so I've waited until I could talk to you to talk about the story. Let let me set the stage for people here. Uh, One school district in California decided to go along with a proposal in the state legislature that has not yet been passed. The school district went ahead and did it. They think it's going to pass, so they decided to go on and and, and do it. And what they did is they passed a, a proposal in the uh, in in the school system that said that teachers had to lie 
to parents about gender identity, that if a child came to the school and announced the child wanted to change genders, the teacher was, one, obligated to go along with the gender transition, two, obligated to go along with the name change, even if it wasn't legal, and three, required to allow the child to dictate whether or not the parent could be told. So if the child decided that he was a he but wanted to use they, them pronouns and wanted to be called Sam, and his name was Robert, well, you had to use the they, them pronouns, call him Sam, and not tell his parents unless he agreed. And it didn't matter his age. If he was a kindergartner and wanted to, wanted to do this, he couldn't, couldn't go tell the parents. Two teachers sued. A federal judge said that truth and candor are necessary components within the educational system and that parents have the right to oversee their children's education. And therefore, this policy is unconstitutional. And this judge is getting ahead of where California said it overall by preempting this sort of law. It's going to make it harder for them to implement this law with this judge's decision. Now, to Cheryl's point, how does this affect us nationwide? Well, the policy was a specific policy of a specific district in California. There are multiple federal districts in California. I think there are three federal districts in California, a southern, a middle, and a northern district in California. And this case was filed, I think, in the uh, middle district of California with a federal judge in that district. So this case now binds the middle district of California, not the whole state. It will go to the Court of Appeals, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which covers all of San Francisco or covers all of California. Uh, the judge, I suspect, will actually be upheld. I looked at his decision, and it is based on a lot of Supreme Court precedent about uh, parents involved in their children's education. So that now will bind the school district, uh, all of the school districts in California. But it doesn't bind other states because it was just a one school district in California. Now, if it's a national policy, a federal district judge in California or in Georgia or in Texas can nationally impact policy, but it's got to be a policy that's come from Washington, D.C., not a policy that's come from California. And that's the big difference here. This is a uh, school board policy for a single county in California. It went to federal court, and the federal court said no. And by the way, I think the judge got it right. I actually will be surprised. The Ninth Circuit is still a pretty liberal circuit, but I will actually be surprised if they overrule the guy in large part because the precedents he cited are so sound in his decision. The Supreme Court a hundred years ago and several times since then has said uh, children belong to their parents, not the state. And a parent has the right to oversee the child's upbringing and education and that uh, raising a child is a fundamental right of a parent. It's not a constitutional right. It's a natural right. Remember, the Constitution contemplates fundamental rights that don't exist in the Constitution. And the Supreme Court has said raising a child in accordance with the parents' morals and beliefs is a fundamental right of the parent. So this idea of now telling parents you have to go along with your child's gender identity, you can't reject it, we can take your child away, things like that, that's going to run into a whole lot of Supreme Court precedent that I don't think is going to get changed. I think this judge dialed in and right. 877-973-7425 is the number. It is an open line Friday if you want. I, oh, 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 when we come back, well, at the top of the hour, 
Y'all are not going to want to miss this because uh, the Democrats are now trying to figure out why they're losing non-white voters. And the theories, some of them are, I mean, it would be like a stand-up comedy routine. You, 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 it's going to blow your mind when I go through some of these theories. We got we to gotta just get your Friday laugh on here when we come back. But first, I got to tell you, uh, the Eden Pure 360 uh, heater cooler, a lot of you, some of you put in the order on Monday, you're just starting to get them at your house. And you're realizing what was going on when I'm telling you about this thing. It is a it's a heater. It's a space heater. You plug it in and it can heat up a thousand square feet. Now you're thinking right now, well, I don't need a heater because it's still warm outside, but it's also a fan. You turn off the heating component and the thing just is a major, I mean, real deal air circulating fan. It pushes air very quickly and also very quietly. So powerful, you can get a comfortable breeze across a room, and it heats and cools a 1,000 square feet. It's 98% more energy efficient than air conditioning. It's going to save you money, and it runs really quiet. It actually is very, very quiet. You go to EdenPureDeals.com to get it. EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code ERIC360, E-R-I-C-K 360. You're going to get over $25 off the lowest price listed, and you're going to get free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. The 360 air fan, it heats, it cools, it's great. It's on your. You, you put it on your floor. I've used this on my front porch in the wintertime when it's cold. You're not supposed to use it outside. I did, and it really did push the air around, you could really feel it. It supplemented the heaters we had on the front porch. I've used it in the guest bedroom in our house at night, which uh, the way the air conditioner works, it, it sometimes gets warmer in the summer and cooler in the winter than it should be, and it works to warm that space. It really does work, and it really is quiet. It's got 10 fan levels as well. It weighs uh, under 8 pounds. You can feel the air about 33 feet away from you. That's how strong it is. Discount code is ERIC360EDENPUREDEALS.COM. You all need to know the name Susanna Gibson. Remember Susanna Gibson, particularly if you live in Virginia, understand who Susanna Gibson is. Susanna Gibson is a Democrat state Senate candidate. It turns out Susanna Gibson and her husband participated in the production of online pornography for money on a service where men would uh, request deviant acts and then pleasure themselves while watching. Uh, Democrats say there's nothing wrong with this. She has nothing to be ashamed of. She claims that the exposure of this practice that she did for money to more than 5,000 followers on this pornographic site, that it was somehow revenge porn to expose her deviancy, no such thing. Uh, in this case, uh, it turns out now Democrats have rallied around this woman. Democrats are saying she did nothing wrong and they're proud to support this woman. Now it turns out that, uh, one of the deviancies was men paying her to watch her urinate online and that she forced unsuspecting hotel staff to take part in her porn. Um, they didn't know what was going on, and she was videotaping these poor, unsuspecting hotel staffers. So she dragged other people unsuspectingly into her deviancy, uh, got money to perform uh, indiscreet acts with her husband, I guess, while the kids were sleeping. Uh, I don't know. And and the difference, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong here. Nothing. What, what about the unsuspecting hotel staff? This is a candidate the Democrats have put up for the state Senate in Virginia. Susanna Gibson, she 
if she were a Republican, you know what the Democrats would be doing. You you absolutely know how the Democrats would be treating this. But suddenly they've circled the wagon and said, she's done nothing wrong. Ask the unsuspecting hotel staff who now realize uh, what was going on. Um, just bizarre that the Democrats would defend this. Just bizarre that this woman could make it through a primary without the stuff coming out. Good gracious. Virginia, remember, you don't want to vote for Susanna Gibson and have that in the state Senate. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 